0: So a couple months ago I was talking with the SLT and we were talking about issues or things that were happening in the church and areas that we need to talk about as a people. And one of the things that we uh, I was asking like do we need to talk about how busy we are? How hurried we are in life? <clears throat> and so I said, yeah, like many of us talk about how busy we are, how we're too busy, how too many things are going on. And so I wanted to take the next two weeks, just a short series on living an unhurried life, of slowing down a bit. See, there's a a soul sickness in our society. Our society is moving so fast. People have more and more to do. And some of us even wrestle with it in the church. I know I have this soul sickness. Sometimes I let myself, or I make myself, too busy. visiting myself standing up here and saying hi my name is Jason and I'm addicted to speed I'm addicted to living too fast I'm addicted to trying to do too much in life I'm addicted to trying to fit 25 hours worth of stuff into a 24 hour day I'm addicted to the rush that you get when you're rushing around and everything and then that last minute when everything finally comes together I'm addicted to speed. I'm addicted to trying to do too much. And I was thinking about where did this come from? How did I get to this place? How did I get to a place where I try to do too much, where I make myself crazy trying to do too much? And the first thing I thought of was the way I was raised, like our family. My dad owned his own business. He owned a grocery store. He worked almost every day he'd come home and then he'd work around our house and weekends we were either working or playing but hardly ever resting my mom was similar too my mom worked for the county and even though my grandfather would joke that she never had to work at all my mom worked hard she'd get up at 5.30 in the morning because she worked in in Spokane it was like a 45 minute drive to her job she'd often get home at 6.30 or 7.00 o'clock at night make supper do all the stuff around the house and then get up in the morning do it all over again Now, as I was looking back, I was thinking about it this last week. My family hardly ever took time. Like, I can't think of one time where I just sat with my dad and reflected on what God was doing in our lives. Or reflect on life, period, let alone what God was doing. We were always busy. So part of that's been ingrained in me. I mean, Tracy, maybe you can, I don't know, maybe you can attest to it. But but at night, I mean, we put our boys down to bed and oftentimes I go downstairs and I start working on the basement or I find some project to do. Always busy, always filling up my time. But it's not just my family. It's not just my family. It's our society, too. I know many of you have similar stories. We live in a society that seems to only value people if they're producing something. You only have value if you're contributing or working or producing. Think about when people ask how you're doing, how good it says, how good it feels. I know it seems sort of ironic, but how good it feels to sort of exasperation. Oh, I'm so busy. And we sort of pat ourselves on the back. Trouble is, our busyness is wrecking our relationship with our Father in heaven. And it makes it hard for us to love each other. See, we fill every moment of our lives. Take every moment and it's filled with stuff. I know that I wrestle with this. I wrestle with it. And sometimes you spiritualize it, right? I'm doing stuff for God. I'm really busy with stuff at the church. I'm really busy with ministry stuff. The trouble is, we can find ourselves doing so much for God that we realize we aren't doing anything with God. Do you hear that difference? We can get so busy doing stuff, we forget to pray and to talk, God, what are you doing? Where do you want me to be at work? What do you want me to do? And I wonder if any of you are relating to this. This is sounding familiar to some of you in your life. There's always more and more to do, right? There's always more to do. And we start to feel the soul sickness. Our relationship with God starts starts to decrease, starts to get thinner and thinner. Our care for other people... It's thinner and thinner. We're going 100 miles an hour all the time. And it becomes impossible for us to connect with our Father in Heaven. I'm going to say, you can't live hurried and live faithfully. The two just don't go together. This is making, or this is hitting home for any of you. I want you to hear these words that Jesus said. If you want to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Or if you want to, it's in the bulletin as well, the sheet. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. So Jesus has been teaching teaching his disciples after he sent them out. And then he comes to this part where he says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we're going to take this Sunday and next Sunday to work through this passage, but this Sunday we're going to be talking mainly about verse 28. Where Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I'll give you rest. And in in English it just says weary. But I was studying the Greek word some more, and it kind of has this, this idea of being worried from overwork. Being wearied tired from constantly working too much. He says, you have been heavy burdened from caring so much. You feel like you're going to collapse. He says, come to me and I'll give you rest. Now the rest is not just, you know, you can go take a nap. The rest is, I will stop all the stuff that you're doing. Not only will I put an end to all your busyness, but I will, on the other side of it, refresh you, strengthen you, nourish your soul. Come to me and I will give you rest, Jesus says. So I've been listening to this passage and realizing that many of us, we live at a sprint all the time. And how hard is it to walk with God when we live our lives at a sprint. All this rushing around, it ruins our relationship with our Father in Heaven. It makes it hard. And it makes it hard to to be compassionate, to care for people, because it takes time to care for people. Now I want to make one clarification here. Because I know many of you. I know you. You are hard workers. Many of you have worked really hard in your life. So I'm not questioning hard work I think hard work is good for us and there is lots of time in a day when hard work I think is what is required what is good for us I think hard work can be honoring to God when we work really hard the trouble is is when we work hard all the time when we overwork that's what I'm getting at today Hard work is good. I believe hard work is good for us. It's a blessing to others and it honors God when we work really hard. But what I'm talking about is overwork when we never stop. When we're constantly overworking. When we're constantly overworking, it's killing us. Not only does it kill us, it ruins our relationships. It ruins our relationship with our Father in Heaven and it ruins our relationship with each other. I'm talking about the way we live life where we fill every moment with something. And I know, I, I, maybe some of you can relate to this. I've got a list like this long of stuff I want to accomplish. And What's that? I didn't write it. <laughs> no, you didn't write it. No, I write my own list. I've got lists and lists of stuff that I want to get done. Always working on it. It's difficult to set it down. It feels good, I don't know, I mean, many of you probably can say the same thing. It feels good to get stuff done. It feels good to accomplish things. But when we're constantly going, when we're constantly sprinting, it's not good for us. We don't have time to sit down for a moment and reflect on what God is doing in our lives. Or what God is doing in the world around us. So I'm not saying, I'm not questioning hard work here this morning. I'm questioning overwork. When we take every moment of our lives and we fill it with something. See, we need time to let our souls catch up. I was reading this week and there's a a man named Wayne Muller who wrote a book on Sabbath. And he gives this example of, of a tribe in South America where the whole tribe would be moving. They'd be migrating and all of a sudden, abruptly, they would just sit down and stop. They'd just sit down and stop and when they found out what they were doing, they said, the tribe would say, we need to give a moment for our souls to catch up. How many of us live our lives and we never give our souls a chance to catch up? We're sprinting all the time and our souls are way behind us. We need to take time to rest and let our souls catch up. See, the thing is, I'm, I'm not just talking about just stopping working for a moment because I find that oftentimes people, when they aren't working at something, they, fi- they fill their life with a distraction I and mean, they start using their iPad or flipping through Facebook or working on some project. I'm not talking about distractions. I'm talking about rest. Sitting for a moment, quietly. Or maybe it is something, doing something slowly where you can think about what God is doing however it works for you, but taking time to reflect on who God is, what God is doing in our lives, what God is doing in the world around us, what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, what the Holy Spirit is convicting us of, these things take time and presence. And it's hard to do it when we're constantly going. You see, I think it's almost impossible for us to really connect with God when we are constantly overworking when we are constantly doing too much. Now, I want to say this. I want to, to talk about this because I've, I've done work. I've been working where I've been connected with God. So I'm not saying it doesn't happen. What I'm talking about is when we are overwhelmed with how much we're trying to do, constantly trying to do too much. It's hard for us to connect with God. It's interesting because I think about it. I was realizing this week that God moves at a walking pace. How can we walk with God if we're always sprinting? As I think about people, I think about people in Scripture, I think about our brothers and sisters, the people who have had the deepest relationship with God, whose faith has grown and have wisdom to share with others, are people who move at a slower pace with God. They still work hard, but in the right time, and only for the right time, not all the time. They become deeper, more faithful people because they take time to listen to God, to reflect and to listen. I was thinking about it. I was, I was reading in one place, and um, Alan Fadling was the guy I was listening to, and, and he said, God is not hurried. Do you know of any stories in the Old Testament where it says, and the Lord God frantically worked like crazy because he wasn't sure if he'd get it all done that day. No. Or do you know of any gospels, any stories of Jesus where and Jesus quickly passed by all the people who were sick because he had so much to do that day and he wasn't sure if he's going to get it all done? No. God is not hurried. And so many of us live hurried all the time. Another troubling thing too is the more we hurry the more often we get too far ahead of God. I said if God is moving at a walking pace and I'm constantly sprinting ahead too many times I find where I am way out in front of God and I'm not really where He's at. I'm not moving in the same direction as He is anymore. Sure I might be doing good things I might be working really hard but I'm not doing what God is doing I'm not joining in Him I'm doing my own thing. I run too far ahead to realize that he took a right turn somewhere about 50 meters back. And the trouble it causes me, the frustration, the false starts, the things where I realize I've been working really hard at something, but God is not in this. You know, I thought I was doing it for him. It's convicting. Another thing I realize, too, is the more we rush... The less time we have for God. The more we're rushing to do things, the less time we have to spend in prayer. Now, I know that we can pray, you know, as we're working. I mean, I do it all the time myself. Lord God, please be with my friend or, or please be with this person I know who needs your help. You know, like kind of 10, 20 seconds. I think God loves that. But I also know that God desires time when we just sit down and we pray. Maybe for half an hour, maybe an hour. Maybe all day. Or we just spend time with Him. Listening. I feel like so many of us, we listen to God like, Hey Lord, I need your help. What do you want me to do? Sorry, time's up. I've got to figure it out on my own. It's hard for us. When we're rushing around to listen to God. When we're rushing around all the time, it's hard to spend time in the Word of God. I mean, sure, we can read like little devotion sentences, you know, like kind of fortune cookie-sized scriptures. And that's good. I I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's all our understanding of scripture is, we were meant for more. We're meant to, to read the Word of God, to spend time, to pour over it, to listen, to read it maybe three or four times. And then pray for 10 or 15 minutes in between each one listening. can't do that if we're always rushing. I'm convinced that our God moves at a walking pace. And it's hard to walk with God if we are always sprinting. Not only does rushing around in our life make it difficult for us to connect with God it makes us difficult to have compassion for people you know as last week we were listening to the story of the Good Samaritan and the Good Samaritan Jesus asked him about, about the law and he says love the Lord your God with all your heart mind soul and strength and love your neighbor as yourself and how rushing Rushing around makes it hard for us to love God and makes it hard to love our neighbor. I mean, think about last week the story of the Good Samaritan that we heard. Many of you know this or even if you weren't here last week. Imagine if the Good Samaritan just said, you know what, I'm, really, I'm already late for a meeting. I'm already late. I don't have time to help this person who's laying on the side of the road. See, the thing is, when we're rushing, we become shallow people. Or at least I do when I rush. Start speaking in cliches. You know, someone comes and says to me, they say, someone comes and says to us, you know, I'm really struggling. I have this in my life. This part of my life is completely falling apart. And we say something cliche like, well, God works all, all things for the good of those who love them. You know, go and hopefully it works out. Or we say, read your Bibles more and pray more. <laughs> it's all good advice but it feels shallow it feels like a cliche I don't know have any of you had that experience? where you come to talk with someone and you can tell they really don't have time for you and they just give you some short answer just so they can keep on with the other things they're working on it doesn't help you know they mean well but they're really not really trying to help I'm convinced that the world, the world around us, our friends and our neighbors, they need Christians who are growing deeper in faith. They don't need our cliches. They need us to be deep and thoughtful people. People who are praying. People who are listening to the Word of God. They need us to be deeper people. See, when we're too rushed, we become shallow. At best, we become shallow. At worst, it gets ugly. You want to see ugly ride in the car with me when I'm late to Nelson and I get behind someone who's doing 10 kilometers an hour under the speed limit. You know, Jesus said, love one another. Like a new commandment, I give you, love one another. And Paul says, love, love is Love is patient. Love is kind. And now I am late I am not patient or kind. Yeah, just be <laughs> right. It's hard for us to love and to be compassionate, to care for people when we're in a rush. Start thinking to ourselves, you know, I don't have time. I would love to help that person. I'd love to help in that situation. I'd love to to join and do something good there. But I don't have time. I made myself too busy with all these other things. I don't have time. I'm sorry. Or sometimes we even start thinking to ourselves, someone says, you know, hey, can you help me with something? And this ugliness in ourselves says, I mean, maybe not out loud, but says, how dare you ask me? If you knew everything that I was trying to do, no way you would just ask me for help. When we are rushed, it's hard for us to be patient or kind or loving. But it's not just us. It's everybody. I don't know if you remember this story, but uh, earlier this summer I told this story about a, a study they did at Princeton Theological Seminary. Does anybody remember that story? i <laughs> just joking. Um, so we have these seminary students come. And they, they gather them in one room and they do a, a questionnaire uh, to find out kind of where they're at uh, in faith and stuff. And anyways, they tell part of the group, they say, I'm sorry, uh, the next part of our study is across campus, but I'm sorry, we've, we've, uh, unfortunately we've kept you here a little too long, so your session has already started. You need to rush right over. Well, on the way, they put an actor, a person who was acting like they were in pain, like they needed help. Of that first group that was in a rush, one out of ten, and these are theological, these are like people training to be pastors and stuff, one out of ten stopped to help. Because they were in a rush. They had somewhere to be. One of the studies is even like they were supposed to go to this next place to talk about the story of the Good Samaritan, the guy who stopped and helped someone. Then they did a second group. They did a second group where they they did the same questionnaire and stuff and they said, you know, uh, the next part of our study is across campus, but it doesn't start for another hour. But why don't you go ahead and head over there and then then you'll be there in plenty of time and you'll be ready to take it. Of that group, six out of ten, which isn't still so great, but still, six out of ten stopped to help the man. These are the same people, the same sort of people, The only difference was some felt like they were in a rush and some felt like they had plenty of time. And the ones who had plenty of time were way more likely to have compassion and to help. I see this working out in our lives too. The more rushed we are, the more we're overworking all the time, the less compassionate we are, the less time we have for people who need help. It's hard to live the great commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself if you're constantly living at a sprint. I'm saying this this morning because I think some of us need to hear this. I know I need to hear this. I wrestle with this all the time. I need to hear this. That it's hard to be connected with our Father in heaven when we're always rushing, when we're always busy. It's hard to walk with God when we live at a sprint. And it's hard for us to have compassion on our neighbor when we're busy, when we think we're too busy to stop and help. Because I'm convinced that the world around us lives busy. The world around us lives at a sprint. The world around us doesn't need followers of Jesus who are also living at a sprint. The world around us needs followers of Jesus who are spending time in prayer and listening, who are thoughtful and deep people. So when someone comes to you and says, I've really got a problem, we don't answer with cliches. We listen and we pray with them. We speak from what God is doing in our, in our lives, the wisdom that God is giving us. See, wisdom doesn't come fast. Wisdom takes time. Wisdom comes by walking with God, not by sprinting out ahead of Him. Now some of you, I think, have got this. I know some of you, you're in a place in life right now where you have time, and you take time, and you listen. You pray a lot. You read Scripture. You move slowly. You listen for what God is doing in the world around you, and you are growing deeper in your faith. But some of us, me, I move too fast. And I have a hard time shutting it off. I felt this week like I need to come, I need to ask God for forgiveness. for so The times are how I've lived too much of my life at a sprint when He's walking, but I haven't been walking with Him. Asking God for forgiveness and spending time listening to the Scriptures, listening to Jesus when He says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest.